This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Ha ha! YouTube got, got you surprised. this time! Way to go, you terrible platform. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Rack, I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. So if you, uh, if you want more dancing, go to twitch.tv slash comic pop, <laughs> watch Tiffany play Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, this is a comic book review show where we take books in the past week, recap them, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations of books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. Uh, normally, that's the show. Uh, today, we're going to do an exclusive kind of just discussion, deep dive, dissection of Ten of Swords. Yeah. It wrapped up this past week, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, yes. Also, we are in the midst <laughs> of, a, uh, of, a, of a storm. Uh, literal one outside with rain and everything and, uh, and thunder. a lot of lightning and stuff. So, uh, and, and this, this compound is a, kind of like a magnet for trouble uh, of the weather variety. So mm-hmm. if the show just suddenly stops, you know why. Yeah. That's also why we're just going to focus on one the X books because it's like, we don't know how long we have before the internet will just start falling apart on us. Exactly. <laughs> we also wanted to mention something before we even get it started. Of course, this show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, you can sponsor today's episode by using the super chats and raise up a question or comment. Uh, we'll read it here on the program. Uh, if you want to follow the show audio wise, go to anywhere where you can find the show Elseworlds Exchange uh, via Comic Pop. It's a iHeartRadio, everything, iTunes, whatever. Find it. It's all there. Uh, addition to that, I also want to plug a book uh, that is out right now. If you check the description below this video right now, uh, you will find a link to a uh, to pitch to pick up a, a particular type of book. It's a book that it was near and dear to my heart. I heard about this book. I went to pre-order it. Uh, it was sold out, uh, so I missed it. Then, uh, as as luck would have it, I was reached out to buy uh, Alex Ross's people. Uh, to uh, to talk about it because they were going to make it available again. This is, of course, Alex Ross's uh, Alex Ross Unseen, the 2020 art book. This book is full of Alex Ross Unseen art. You have probably seen little JPEGs that indicate what is going to happen in this book. It's basically a collection of unseen art by Alex Ross, never before published, never will be published, some of this stuff. Uh, but is available in this hardcover. If you click the link in the description below this video, you can go try and grab yourself a copy. Um, if you uh, if if you are interested in it, let me give you a couple of the highlights. Uh, number one, it's a hardcover book. Uh, don't let the Flash Gordon cover fool you. This is just actually unseen art that uh, Alex Ross did for that Flash Gordon movie, which is uh, a lot of fun, by the way. I don't know if you've ever seen the Flash Gordon movie from the '80s, but it's uh, it's ridiculous. Um, but it's a lot of fun, cool. so you can check that out. Uh, it is, of course, limited to uh, 1,500 unsigned editions, uh, 72 pages of unpublished artwork that you can find within this, and uh, it is full of pencil sketchings, marker sketchings, and, of course, like full like full oh. painted but artwork. It looks like they also had signed and numbered editions. There like, are signed and numbered. 300 of those. There are, I did not get one of those, uh, <laughs> and it wouldn't be fair even if I did. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff in here. I don't want to spoil too much in here. But uh, there's a lot of like this Fantastic Four pitches. Uh, there's an there's an edition here that is near and dear to everyone who's watching this show. Uh, it's called the Metaverse. Don't let the Jeff Johns Metaverse fool you. This is a Metaverse that you like would, you know, you'd step over your your own mother just to get one. Uh, this thing has crossovers you never thought you'd imagine, crossovers that you'd always wanted to see, and thought and crossovers that you couldn't even have like dreamed of seeing. 
Yeah, it's a cool book because it also shows you some of his like pencil sketches. Yeah, and, and and so like for the artist that you know, or if you are one yourself, it might be something you want to pick up just to kind of see like Alex Ross's pencils. Yeah, because usually you see a lot of finished product from him. Um, I already took a peek through this. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Honestly, it's a great size. I mean, I always love the oversized edition of art books. This isn't necessarily that, but it's an excellent size and totally fits on a shelf that's right or can be put out for others to to go through if you want them to touch it which, which you may not yeah honestly yeah that's true there's just so many like pretty like very dope images in here honestly mm -hmm. and like you know little like blurbs too that kind of give you a little explanation of some of the stuff oh yeah so i'd say it's a straight up cool gift oh i agree for, for, for yourself or <laughs> yourself uh let me tell you something there's did you see Apparently, the Sony Spider-Man people were like design a costume for the game, like for the oh, first I game. That page. I know you did because you would have commented on it. But uh, they asked him for a page and or for a for a design, and he uh, he delivered. They didn't go with it, but it's 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 here. So it's like, and he was like, "Well, I've drawn Spider-Man a thousand times, so here's something here's something you've never seen before. So if you want to see a Spider-Man design by Alex Ross that you." have never seen before and will never see anywhere pick up this art book uh it is ridiculous <laughs> i know uh the fantastic four designs and of course the the oh the crossovers oh the crossovers let me tell you something by the way if you do go to the link that is pinned in this conversation and in the description below this video you can also have the opportunity to try and pick up um I, there's going to be a handful of these uh exclusive sheets that are pencils of a certain caped crusader battling a certain uh, Mandalorian armored bounty hunter. Uh, so dope. Uh, that's it. Just Oh yeah, and there's this beautiful um, tribute to the three uh, pillars of Marvel's origins, Jack Kirby, Stan Lee, and Steve Ditko. How awesome. I would like a I wish poster this was the of cover. that. I do too. I, 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 this really threw me off because when you pulled this out, I was like, "Oh, it's a Flash Gordon book." Yeah. Oh, no, oh, I wasn't really interested. Yeah. That, that, it's, a, it's a, it's a weird decision. But yes. There it is. But don't you worry, know what? I'm being careful. It doesn't look like I am. But Check I am. it out. Uh, so, <laughs> look, like anytime. By the way, uh, this is like a free sponsorship. We didn't, we didn't get paid for this or anything. No. I just think we it's got cool. the. But they did send us the book. We get, we got the book. We got the book. But I wanted oh. to mention it because, like, I wanted you to know, like. I believe in this. I think it's cool. I want you to have it. It's a solid art book, honestly. It's just a solid art book. And, like, it's, like, there's enough in it. There's, enough, like, plenty to look through and, and paw over. But, like, like everything's printed fairly large. Yeah. Instead of, like, sometimes you have those art books where everything's, like, a little smaller. Because yeah, they want to yeah. get more into no, it. No, Ross nice. knows. You want to see. This is nice. As big as it can get. Yeah. So, anyway, check it out. Link in the description and in the chat. Also, we've got some super chats here. Sponsors today's episodes include Brian Rollins, who said, Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Can't wait to watch later and hear Tiffany's thoughts on the Ten of Swords finale. Well, thank, thank you, Brian. You. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy I hope I don't I hope I don't let you down. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of pressure here. No, 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 no. Try to relieve that pressure. This it's was, not a big deal. This was like the big thing I had the opportunity to read. Even though we didn't have a big holiday. No. It was like nonstop. Yeah. It was nonstop. I, okay. Rab L, stay safe, guys. Keep doing what you do. Thank we'll you. try. Thanks, Rab. Yeah. Someone uh, mentioned in the chat, isn't it like a tornado warning? I haven't gotten anything on my phone. Me either. Um, but there is definitely some severe storming. Maybe more South Jersey. Yeah. Could be. 
GR Pectus, GRK Pectus, or Girk Pectus says, I'm having a crappy day. My tick license was suspended. Can't work Uber. You two always make me feel better. Have you read any player ready? Have you read? Have you seen the Ready Player Two memes? Crappy book. Uh, I'm sorry to hear about your uh, troubles. Thank you very much for supporting us for so long. Oh, I really appreciate it. That uh, that totally sucks, though. It does totally suck. Um, I have not. I have heard. I saw the Penny Arcade about Ready Player Two, which I was like, that's all I need to know. I saw that there was a Ready Player Two. I thought I I for whatever reason I thought there already was one. I didn't. I did not think that. But there is one. I am looking forward to seeing those memes. I have not mm-hmm. checked that out. I really do hope you get that sorted out. Like, like Uber as a hustle is like great because it's like you really do get to work the hours you would like yeah. to work. But it's also like rough, and you know, it is rough, yeah. and like it, it's it's you're doing an unsung service, especially now if people are like ordering. Like we have been doing more delivery than ever before. Yep. Um, and like honestly, like I'm always like dude you like the real mvp because it's like i don't want to go out there yeah and like they're just you just doing a good job so i hope you get that all sorted out yeah uh why try i sweat says just wanted to drop in and sponsor the video thank you very much for your support man uh but i'm at work right now and i can't wait to catch this afterwards uh hope you guys had a great thanksgiving and thanks for all the great videos thank you thank you uh, i hope you have a good day at work or evening evening i think Depending. depending on where you are yeah uh raj patel hey guys tennis swords ended pretty well but i wanted to say the other history of the dc universe may have been strongest first issue of 2020 stay well in jersey guys you too um yeah man uh well it was definitely like it it starts it's its own debut you know tennis swords is the conclusion and other history is uh is its beginnings i picked up the uh over you know the black label first mm-hmm. issue uh and it's it's like it's cool like it's cool because it's being ridley's perspective and it's given you something that you haven't seen in a long time or ever perhaps depending. yeah um i kind I, of I, I can't speak to it because literally i read three books this week and it's the three we're talking about exactly i have i didn't even get a chance to read hellblazer yeah but i also didn't want to rush it uh although i heard it was rushed it they added pages to it i know i heard it's it, over there I, I heard it was rushed i'm anyway, sorry to hear sorry, that. i don't i don't want to, to no no, no that's fine uh but yeah other history uh <clears throat> it made me wish ridley was working on milestone mm. you know what i mean like that initiative yeah i didn't see his name on it but maybe he is i'm sure i'll be corrected um but uh yeah i also read daredevil uh which is great next week next daredevil uh the art meh but, you know, it's still a great book. Mm-hmm. Those are my two mini-reviews of what came out last week. But let's talk about Ten of Swords. Ten of Swords, very interesting. A lot of controversy, a lot of, a lot of opinions. Uh, X-Men fans and non-X-Men fans alike. Very strong, uh, you know, polar opinions about this whole series. 22 chapters, an ambitious, out-of-the-gate run. Uh, no significant arcs to speak of after Hawks and Pox is the first big one. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you're a Hickman fan, you po- you you possibly read all of his coverage from Secret Wars or previously, mm-hmm. all the way up to Secret Wars. You know this is kind of a format for him. Like he'll he'll big, make a big splash, sure. then take the long game, then you get like kind of a kind of a major event that has nothing to do with any of the other things that were set up or that he's paying off. Just kind of this big break in the middle. Then you get to another big event, and then the biggest event. Yeah. So I, I, if that trend is a thing you can set your watch to, I believe we'll get one more Time Runs Out-esque event, mm-hmm. and then we'll get the Secret Wars of the X-Men you know, universe, so to speak. And this is the first. This is the, this is the infinity yeah. of, uh, of, tennis, of, of the Hawks and Pox Hickman X-Men run. Sure. Uh, so 
you've been a big proponent of Ten of Swords, or at I the very am... least, you were a big fan of Excalibur. Yes. I mean, like, I liked, I liked Excalibur. I've really been just digging a lot of the X books. I hadn't been keeping up with all of them, admittedly. Um, but I've been following Excalibur in the main book and Hellions and, and a couple of the others. Yep. Um, and so I just dove headfirst into Ten of Swords. I've and read all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was able to. Literally having the Excalibur background, I think, was the biggest thing that helped me to do this. And hopefully we provided some help for you as well. It was one of the reasons <laughs> why we did Excalibur uh, from Teeny Howard and, yeah. uh, you know, and, and company. Uh, yeah. from the first volume because like we knew it was going to be to directly connected to Ten of Swords. Yes. We knew also that it was like for a lot of people impenetrable. Yes. Folk felt it was hard to so, really grasp. I honestly think a big issue for folk who were trying to get into this was the expectations of what this was meant to be. I, I think a lot of folks since Hawks and Pox were like, any day now we're getting this big earth shattering event. It's like, and dude, I, it'll take a year or two. And I think some folk kind of went into this thinking that we were going to get a big earth shattering event. And like, you know, you got this idea of like these, like, you know, two sides, swords coming together yeah. and fighting and like apocalypse is involved. And so naturally it's going to be like the biggest, oh. baddest epic thing. Right. But at the heart of what Hawks and Pox is, is a story about Moira. Right and Xavier and Magneto. And since they're not really in this, I had no perceived notion that this was going to be the big event. No. I was like, this is something that's going to try to hold us over. And also I think give Hickman the opportunity to make a few changes Mm -hmm. um, while giving us something a little different, a little fun. Yeah. It wouldn't make any sense to do Hawks and Pox, get as many eyes as they can on this new initiative, launch as many titles as they could and then wrap it all up. Yeah, no, no. I I, I, I think it was also a, a fantastic opportunity for them to shine a little bit of a light on some of the books that don't involve everyone's like full, like favorite seven characters. Or like five characters. You know what I mean? Like well, because you know that whatever the biggest thing is going to be about has all your favorite characters in them. Exactly. Um, and, and so like I think for a lot of folk, they just went into it thinking it was going to be one thing and it turns out it wasn't that yes. thing. And, and like that honestly can color someone's opinion. And I'm not saying you're wrong because no. of that. You know what I mean? Like you're like, it's going to be a big fight. And, and there was a big fight. There wasn't but not the one you were fight, expecting, but it was, it wasn't quite what everybody wanted. And, and this book successfully did a lot of things in my opinion, um, that were subtle, quiet changes that may have larger ramifications. And I, I think for a lot of folk, they're done waiting. Yeah, absolutely. Which is too bad because like, I, you're going to have to keep waiting. I like, this is something that really appeals to me. Like something long and drawn out like this. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. it's like, little things are happening here and here, like there. And it's like, oh my gosh, don't forget this. Right. Oh my gosh, don't forget that. Like, Well, and part of serialized storytelling is that, you know, it's implicit within the design. Like if you're reading any character that has a long history, you're part of that ongoing history. And so, yes. you know, there are some things that might have, uh, you know, the Chekhov's gun that will never be paid off just because the writer leaves or right. screws up or didn't have any real idea about, about it. Knowing that Hickman had a plan, knowing that Hickman makes these kind of long drawn out concoctions yeah. means that you have that, it, it has the the satisfaction for you of it being almost like a limited series, yeah. you know, because you know that there is going to be a conclusion to this whole thing mm-hmm. that will set up things for the future because of course it has to. It's not like they're going to end X-Men mm-hmm. after this. But it does have that quality to it. Because you're big, like you, like Saga, which is an ongoing saga. It is. No, it is. It is. It's it's 50 That has a conclusion. Yeah. Or this coming. For me, I'm seeing a lot in the chat about like, 
the length of it. And yeah. I know for a lot of people, listen. Well, should it, we talk about the controversies and stuff afterwards? Should we talk about what happened? Yeah, we and can And then we'll, totally. we'll address all of everyone's concerns at the end? Yeah, yeah, that, that's fine with me. Um, also because if the lightning storm knocks us out, then we don't have to deal with it? True, okay. That's, that's totally <laughs> But, no, like, but that's Because totally people want to know, what's up? Like, what's, what's up with the ending? The conclusion yeah, what, what, of, of, of Ten of Swords. What, what happens here? So if you were reading this this past week, you were at X-Men number 15, Excalibur number 15, an X of Swords or Ten of Swords destruction. Right. Um, and that would have finished it up for you and you'll be ready to move on to this coming week and you'll be able to pick up some of the fallout that, that's coming out. There are a couple of books that are coming out that are going to deal with some of what has happened. Sure. Because we do have some cleanup to do and I don't think they're going to clean it all up immediately. I doubt it. But there definitely were some like changes that this event... Mm-hmm. This is part of what I'm having. I'm struggling with. It is an event, yeah, but it's also literally this just story. It's just what's happening. <laughs> it's like, just literally it it, they, like they, a chapter. Well, they named it something. Yeah, yeah. And, and they had like Mark Brooks do art. Yeah, for and it. I'm sure for a lot of folks, it's like, yeah, but it went all over these X books, and it's like, yeah, because all the X books are one story right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're all part of like one larger. You keep talking. I'm gonna tier. I'm gonna give it a visual aid for this. Oh yeah. sure, okay. Um. So I'm going to wait for Sal before I jump back into it. Um, but yeah, so like for me, like, you know, this was just where this story was going to go. They have to call it something because it makes it easy to market that. Um, so I don't know. It didn't really bother me. Um, so if you were jumping in on, oh, here we go. <laughs> this isn't a story. <laughs> this is just what was happening. In all these books, right? But people call it a story. They're like, oh, Onslaught. Remember Onslaught? <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't like this was a beginning, middle, and end that has a satisfying, like, you know, rising and falling action with a, with a, with a great denouement. This is a book that collects the issues that encompass what happens. It's yeah. just, that's just the, and by the way, there are like 15 more of these. Like, that are not onslaught. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. look at Fatal Attractions, <laughs> The Phalanx Covenant, Executioner Song. Like, those are not, like, stories. Those are just... And that's, like, a grand, noble tradition of X-Men. You know, it is. Is it that, is. like, it's just it's just what's happening to these people. No, it's And true. then we slapped a label on it. It's true. So it's, like, funny, because, like, 22 issues, it's, like, comparatively... It's, that's You can get through it. You can, you can do it. Um, so let's jump into what happened in X-Men number 15, which would have been chapter 20 of Ten of Swords. Yes. Um, now, with each of these issues, they are building off of literally the last issue that you read right. in this. And yeah. so, like, again, I'm... Oh, of, of X-Men? No, of... Of, of this, Ten of Swords. Of Ten of Swords. Okay. I'm very interested to see this read if you just pick up Excalibur. Excalibur, I think you're having an easier time. Yeah. For sure. Right. Um, but, like, X-Men, Hellions, that kind yeah. of thing. It's like, there's going to be a jump and, yeah. like... You're going to have to be filled in here and there, but oh, totally. I, I think they're going to make this work somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, the X title this week focused on, of course, the fact that it was like, we got a couple things going on. One, Gene and Scott have been in contact with, with Cable, Cable, and they're like, we got to go save our son, and we're also ignoring the council calling for us. And so like, you think, they're like, all right, let's do this. And they go through a, like a gate, and you're like, mm-hmm. here they go. They're going right into, into, into Avalon. Yeah. And they're like, whoa. No, they go to the Quiet Council. They no. literally go. And like we get a lot of like that like political thriller that we have been seeing in X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, what they end up doing, essentially, is, is having a conversation, which I 
adored. I adored this conversation. I thought it was great. Um, this is written by, by the way, uh, Jonathan Hickman with art by Mahmoud Asrar. Yes. Uh, so I love Picking it. Picking up after Laniel Yu. Yes. Did a great job. Does a great job. Different. Yeah. Sure. Different, but like evocative of a similar tone. Yeah. Yeah. But essentially, Scott and Jean make a plea where they're just like, we were in contact with Cable. Yep. And like, Professor X is like, um, um, that would have been really hard to do. And they're like, yeah, we got cut off. But, like, it's not going well over there. We need to go. Because, like, they're just going to... It's going to be open season on Krakoa. Right. Like, we need to go over there. We need to, you know, go through the gate. And then we'll, like, you know, we'll take Pretty care of it. Pretty reasonable, yeah. Yeah, like, they're... But, like, they need to bring mutants over there and don't we gotta forget. gotta go, yeah. Resurrection protocol doesn't work if you die over there. So, yep. you know, they're concerned about that. Yeah. Sinister's thought is that they would destroy the gates. That's not on the table. Okay. According to Krakoa. Not happening. Right, right. Um, And essentially that, like... Cyclops is going. He's like, I'm going. Right. I don't care. Yeah, I'm not giving asking permission. I'm telling you what's going to happen. Yeah. And Jean's like, I'm going. Kurt's like, I'm going. And Kitty's like, I'm in. Right? Yeah. Sebastian Shaw's like, oh, yeah, no, actually, you can't do that. I think if you decide to go, what's going to happen is you're going to lose your seat on the Quiet Council. Right. Which seems like an extreme reaction, especially since you murdered a member of the Quiet Council. <laughs> How come we haven't dealt with that? Well, well, I'm sure we'll get there in their book. You know what? They probably did because I don't read that book. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, they take a vote and like people who vote are like in on this, like you know, Sinister's in on it, Exodus, Mystique. Oh, all the bad guys are the X-Men. And then Xavier and Magneto. What the They're hell? like, yeah, no, I we agree with that. You can't. No, you'll you have to leave the Quiet Council. And so like, Jean's like, I don't care, I'm still going. And right. Kurt's like, me too. And she's <laughs> like, you need to stay. You're the heart of this Quiet Council. You're the only good guy on you this council. You need to stay on this council, okay? Yeah. And like, Kitty's like, I, I'm going then. Yeah. And Psychop's like, we're taking a gate. It means you can't go. <laughs> and she's like, damn it. So she's going to stay. And then Scott and Emma have a conversation. Don't worry, guys. It's definitely Emma. Because I know all blonde. Yes, all blonde... <laughs> female sexily like dressed in, women in, in x-men yeah are the same person. are the same character but this one we're talking about is emma <laughs> but um she and scott have a conversation mentally or telepathically where like she's like why would you lie to kitty you're not taking that you're yeah taking a gate and like he's like don't don't listen don't screw this up for me Emma. yeah <laughs> he's like she's like you do you want me to go and he's like i know you won't i'm not even gonna ask there's right. too much money on the table Well, if you and saturday in the same room x-men fans are gonna lose their collective shit i mean I'm i so really confused. wanted that conversation me too but she says she's gonna send the cuckoos right she's like, so it's you, like you can have them she's going. it's fine I'm, I'm willing to risk that they can die on I'll make more. <laughs> it's fine yeah don't worry about it um so, yeah, essentially, like, they're going to also... Oh, that's right, they want to close the gates, I think, but they're not going to end up doing it. Yeah. Um, or, or what have you. Or they're going to close them behind them. Mm -hmm. Regardless, Scott's going. That's all that matters is that Scott is, is leaving. Yep. And that, like, he has, like, this conversation with them about how it's like, you know, you have this, this council, and, like, the council is there, and, you know, to be... You know, the, the government, government of Krakoa, but like at the end of the day, the X-Men are its heroes. Yeah. And like he takes Jean's hand and they leave. And then you see Magneto look after them. Xavier's smiling and Magneto's just like, good boy. Aww. Like they wanted them to do this. Yeah. But they had to like test them almost. Oh my God. These two. And then we have like a note about the X-Men. And I thought this was really interesting because it establishes the fact that like Krakoa as a whole is trying to get away from the idea of calling any team the X-Men mm -hmm. because like 
it, it implies that there are levels of mutantum, and it's mm. like, no, everybody's cool except the Quiet Council. They're, right. they're on the level, and there's like the war generals, but like, that's it. Like, the X Men are like a team and a side. Right. And we don't do that anymore. And the idea is that like, they're not going to like punish people for saying it, but they're going to ignore it when it's said. Mm-hmm. But like, Cyclops is still very much like, no, I'm, an, I'm the leader I, of the X Men. I am an X Man. Yeah. Meanwhile, we get like the like denouement of like fights here where finally it's Apocalypse versus Genesis with the Annihilation mask and the right. Annihilation like entity within it, right? Yes. He is like the two of them are squaring off, right? And he's like, I thought that when I fought my wife, I would be able to look into her eyes as uh-huh. we battled. And she like takes the mask off, even the mask is like, Don't do that. Right. Uh, but I'm a Don't do that. And um, he's a really frowny face when he does it. And mm-hmm. she's like, I was trying to save you the shame of looking into my eyes and when remembering of us who, who was truly fit. Mm-hmm. And so they fight, right? And like, she completely like gets the drop on him and like injures his arm, right? Yeah. And then shatters his sword. Oh. And like, you know, I think Saturnine's like, will you yield? Like, yeah. Um, oh no, she, uh, uh, Genesis asks that. She's like, will you yield? He's like, nah. Right. Like, I'm not yielding to you. I'm not yielding, like, to fear. I'm not yielding to doubt. I'm not yielding to any of it and not right. to love. And then, like, he grabs her by the hands and then just, like, slices her across the midsection. Mm. And you're like, whoa. Whoa. That was hardcore. Yeah, that's, that's the apocalypse I think a lot of folk were looking for, uh-huh. right? So she's laying there bleeding out, right? Yeah. And, like... Like, Apocalypse is looking down on her. She's, like, saying, like, you know, will you kill me before the shame does? Mm -hmm. And he's like, really? (laughs) Come on. Please. Like, could you not, like, could you not be like this? And, like, he essentially looks at Saturnine being like, this isn't what I want. Like, this is not how this is supposed to go. And she's like, yeah, but, like. Yeah, this is my book anyway. Yeah. So So while, like, he and Saturnine are talking, the Annihilation Mask reaches out to Genesis. Genesis. And, like, she puts it on and just becomes Annihilation, essentially. Ah. And Annihilation, like, heals her and, like, is like, all right, cool. It's on, right? right. And you're, like, you're left, like, oh, oh, crap. All yeah, right, oh well. No. Like, That's what, X-Men. What's going on here? We bop over to Excalibur, uh, which is written by Teeny Howard with art, again, by Mahmoud Asrar and Stefano Caselli. Yep. Um, this one, I'm going to point out, there's, an in, like, a quote at the beginning. Most of them have a quote at the beginning. This one's from Saturnine. It has to do with spell casting. Just always keep that in the back of your head. Right. Um, because we're going to need that for this, because this book, because it's Excalibur, deals, of course, more with Saturnine and Captain Britain. Right. Um, while also continuing the story. So it's chapter 21 of Ten of Swords. And um, we see that, like, essentially a bunch of Saturnine's priestesses are um, rushing through the corridors. And we see um, a window and there's, like, the demons of Ameth are, like, outside of the Starlight Citadel. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> so essentially, like annihilation, like called forth some of their army, some yeah. of like the Amenthi forces. Yeah, and um, they're like, "All right, cool." And we see like our intrepid band of very few mutants and Versus Brian an Braddock. Oh, right, and Brian Braddock. Yeah, <laughs> like fighting them off as Apocalypse is like still fighting with annihilation. Annihilation now, yeah. Annihilation is essentially like, nah, it's cool. Like I'm gonna like, I'm gonna like wreck you here. <laughs> then I'm gonna wreck this realm. Then I'm going to Krakoa and I'm going to wreck there. Right, exactly. It's everything going to be wrecked. Okay. And like Apocalypse is just kind of like looking like he did, he has he has no weapon. He's just standing there in front of okay. her. Okay. And then like she's struck by lightning. Cool. And like Storm shows up and it's like, hey. 
So that's just going to stun. She's not stunned. Right. She's not out. Like, that's not going to keep her down exactly. for long. And like Wolverine and Brian Braddock like grab Apocalypse to try to get him away. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's like, yeah, unhandy human. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not going to run from my wife. And this is where Cypher decides that he should. Cypher is a man who can understand any language except that of subtlety. No. And when not to put his foot in his mouth. And he, he essentially is like, I listen, I would run from my wife if she was like that. Yeah, we know. And then, like, Apocalypse just dresses him down where he's just like, don't you speak to me of love. You know nothing of it. Oh. But I just got married. Yeah, that's not anything. <laughs> um, so Storm's trying to keep up a literal storm to, like, confuse the forces of Ameth and Arako. And we kind of check in with their swordsmen. You know, we've got the, you know, Pogger Pog is there and Iska and the, and the white uh, sword. Yes. And, like, Pogger Pog is like, this is dumb. Right. What's happening right now is really stupid. Mm-hmm. And the White Sword's like, he's not wrong. This is not what I signed up for. <laughs> this is like, this is childish and, and foolish. And I and I don't want to be a part of it. And he takes his toys and he goes home. <laughs> he collects his dudes and he's like, I'm going back. I have nothing to do with this. Sure. I, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. Okay. Then we see, uh, by the blood moon, mm. you know, Cypher's wife. Mm. She just bails on the fight and she goes running into the fray essentially and you're like what's 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 going on here yeah so she races off and grabs cypher, cypher and takes him back because she's going to take him back to Araka. Oh, she's okay. like no it's cool we'll take care of you <laughs> and he's like i don't want to do that right um meanwhile if you're wondering whatever happened to betsy braddock and her pieces yes. she's been in a box oh they collected her in a they box collected her, they put all her shards in a box and saturnine has them now and she's there with shogo the dragon mm-hmm. jubilee's son and she dumps all the pieces on the floor, and she's, like, working on almost like a puzzle. Okay. And you're like, what, what, Putting them back together. what are you doing? Putting her back together, yeah. Well, it's actually not what she's doing. She's seemingly performing a love spell. Because, remember how I was like, Saturnine clearly has some stupid goal that she wants to achieve. Whether yes. that be to bring the Captain Britain Corps back or get Brian Braddock back. Mm-hmm. It's both. That's what she wanted. That's all she cared about, right? Yeah. And so... Part of the spell that she needed to accomplish was that she needed a shattered heart of like someone of desire or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like when Betsy was shattered, she's like, that's what I needed. Someone of like great desire. And like, she desired the sword that she stole essentially. Mm -hmm. And so like, she's like, I'm going to use these pieces. And when I put them back together, it'll reform my true love. Ah. And so Brian will be mine, and I'll right. bring back the Captain Britain Corps. Okay. And so that's what she's working on. All right. So like she spends a lot of this issue sitting on the floor with a glass of wine, putting, putting these pieces, pieces together. together, while everyone around her is like, Slaughter would you like other. to help? Yeah. Like, even, like, a lot of the priestesses and, like, her, like, Kinda aides, like, like... You're really going off the like, rails here. There's like, there's, like, there's, like, a whole thing going on. But I guess when you're that powerful, you're like, I doesn't, like... You're, yeah, I don't, you, that offend, I don't face it. I don't know how to tell you this. Your life doesn't mean anything to me in the grand scope of everything I know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, you know, the our, our Krakoan forces are doing everything that, you know, they can in order to hold back. Yes, the demons of Arako. The demons of Arako, right? Um, hang on, I'm going to skip ahead here. Um Seemingly after uh, Cypher is, you know, grabbed, um, I think that's what happens. Oops, I just moved the chat. Yeah. That's fine. Anyway, um, 
they're not doing well, obviously, and um, they're kind of surrounded at this point. Mm-hmm. The X-Men. That is. The X-Men. Or the mutants. The mutants. Yeah, not... Our no, mutants. We don't call them that. We no. don't call them that. Um, and, and Brian. The forces of Krakoa. Yeah. Because when... the, the, the Arakoan people mm-hmm. are mutants as well. Yes. The demons aren't. Yeah, well, some of them are, because don't forget, like, Summoner was born there, and so he's like, yes, he is, but, like, mm. some of them, like, inter- like they interbred. Yes. And, like, anyway. Okay. Um. So... Q Jubilee mm-hmm. and the green priestesses of Saturnine coming coming in with the, in the clutch, you know, Sweet. fire and arrows. Jubilee's like, "Hey, I saw a storm's like signal, essentially, ah. and I'm here to get my son." Right. Don't. And she fires her plasmoids. Yeah, she's doing her thing. She's making fireworks and like she's making a run for it. She's going to the Starlight Citadel to get her son. And she's like, "Come on, everybody!" And like the priestesses are like, "I can't. I work for her." Right. I'm not gonna punch I her. Can't, in the face I can't. I can't do that. I, I'll yeah. stay out here. I'll punch these guys. Yeah. She's like. All right. Well, I'd, I'd rather, you know, rather maybe we work together mm-hmm. here. That would be nice. Cypher convinces um, Bay that, like, or Bai, that she should come back with him to Krakoa. Yeah. And that, like, trust me, it's better. Yeah, it's, it's way it's better. better. You're going to have a good time. going to have a good yeah, time. Being in a nightmare just, realm. Yeah, it, it, would, it would work. It would behoove us to do that. Sure. And so, inevitably, even with, the, like, the additional forces that arrived, it doesn't matter. No. And, and so... Um, they are surrounded. Bay is now with them, or Bai is now with them, and like Iska's like, man, it must be really embarrassing for you to be on the losing side because don't forget she is the she knows everything. Well, she never loses. Yeah, she never loses. And like you're like, oh, okay, so now who's gonna show? Up? Right now, <laughs> who shows like, up in the clutch? Because we could lose anybody, yeah. seemingly, depending on where this wants to go. So who shows up? Well, Siren has completed her spell. Mm-hmm. And as she's doing so, like, we see, like, the, like, you know, you know, she works, like, her, her work's nearly done. And, like, you know, you know how, like, the Starlight Sword had been stolen from a deserving man by a determined woman. And so, like, when those pieces were put back together, surely, like, her heart wouldn't be besieged. And, like, we see her, like, clasp her mouth. Mm-hmm. And like the spell betrayed her, her own desires betrayed her because like there's a difference between like casting the spell appropriately and casting it out of like like terror and, and like oh my gosh like I need to to do accomplish this now yeah and so when she puts it back together because she says it's a mosaic and so like with a mosaic of course you take like pieces of glass break it down and then you can or like tile and you could put it back together in whatever form you want yeah so in theory it didn't have to make betsy and it still does right and she's still wielding the sword yeah and so when she reforms the captain britain core it's all iterations of betsy braddock from multiverses gotcha and she's like damn it she's so pissed yeah and she like punches the glass mosaic <laughs> it does nothing right yeah and so it's like okay the Captain Britain Corps is back, They'll but it's ones. wrong. Yeah, well, it's not wrong. It's well, it is well, it's wrong. wrong. It's wrong for to her. her. It's yeah. wrong to to purists who are expecting the Brian Braddock, yeah, Captain Britain Corps to return. Right. So, like, she's really upset about it. She draws one last card. It's the last card. It's the Wheel of Fortune. In Ten of Swords, destruction number one. Yes, we switched over to that. Um, Written by both Jonathan Eggman and, and Tini Howard, Howard with art by Pepe Larraz, which is spectacular. Yes, that's it's... why we were holding on to him. From the first issue, he had like the Ten of Swords first issue, and then yeah. the last issue. And so here's where you get like this is a, a, like a a pretty epic fight. Um, you know, more demons are brought in. Um, Brian Braddock is like rallied because he sees the Captain Britain Corp has return. Returned. Betsy has not. Mm-hmm. Betsy is still missing an action. She's the mosaic or whatever. Yeah, exactly. We see, um, you know, annihilation. You know, using Genesis' body, like killing Captain Britain's. Uh, they summon forth the summoners from okay. Arako yeah. to come forth and bring forth their like 
Lovecraftian demons, which like the horsemen are like riding. Yeah. It's like a really dope image. Yes. And like magic's like, cool. Um. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you notice Cable hasn't been around. Cable's actually been in the Starlight Citadel. He was injured. Oh. And so like he's brought out in a stretcher. And like, he's like, how's it going? Are we losing? And she's like, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Saren's like, it's not good. How about that? Yeah. And then he hears his dad. He's like, in his mind. Yeah. He's like, hey, hey, kiddo. <laughs> what's, what's, what's happening? He's like, I'm on my way. He's like, really? And so then like, um, using the cuckoos and Jean, uh, Scott reaches out to magic. It's like, hey, I'm gonna need you to open a portal. She's like, I didn't think you were going to make it. You're cutting it pretty close here. <laughs> so magic like flings open a gigantic portal and the sword ship comes through the portal face down on top of the Starlight Citadel, which yep. I had joked about that. Like, yeah, being, I was like, yeah, and then that'll come. That'll be the last sword. Yeah, it's the last sword. And in fact, it is like Cable's oh. weapon surely powers it. But truly, this is the la- the final sword. It's the ship. Yeah. And then Jean takes over, which I thought was kind of cool. Like. Cyclops is staying kind of on the ship for right now, but like Gene is leading the forces and you see this like incredible like image of all of these mutants and like Gene yelling to me, my X-Men yeah, as they come flying out of the yeah, ship. Proudly using the term that they're trying to keep. Under yeah. Wraps. And you see there's Rogue and Gambit who have been in Excalibur and Polaris is there. Iceman, Gwenpool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. She found out she was a mutant because yeah. Otherwise, her book would be canceled. Yeah, so. no, for sure. She she went through a portal. She's a mutant. Yeah, but she's there too. So like, mm-hmm. you get a lot of fun cameos. You get a lot of fun like, oh, okay, they they that mutant is there. That person is there. Yes. Um. So I thought that was really fun. And she is like, she may not be like in the forefront, but she certainly is like in the center of the action. Yeah. And like, she's fully colored. Right. Which meant that like it was important enough that they were like, no, let's show her. Yeah. Um. So that's fun. Um, we see like some excellent action sequences. We earlier had gotten a like little speech from Cyclops who was just like, don't forget if you die here, that's it. So if you're wondering if you should hold back, don't. And so it's just an all out like battle royale, um, in which, uh, Annihilation and Apocalypse end up together fighting. Yes. Right. And like Apocalypse grabs her Genesis and Annihilation as she's, she's got like a dagger, She's dropped the sword, by the way, mm-hmm. which is important because that sword will remain in other world. Right. We get like a fill in on fun, that yeah. of like where that's so like the, the sword that split uh, Okara uh-huh. is left in other world. Um, so essentially Apocalypse like realizes that like what he needs to do is get the mask off. Right. And right. so he like rips it off because as he's like talking with her, she's like, I can't bend because it would mean i would completely surrender and so i can't surrender like i annihilation can't be beaten either so it's like wait what are you gonna do and he's like i got it i know what to do i know what to do i'm apocalypse i always know what to do so he rips off the mask right and uh or he attempts to maybe he doesn't do it here Uh, he does not do it here um he doesn't he doesn't rip it off yet but he starts to and then um annihilation throws apocalypse off of him and then summons even more crazy demons like <laughs> you thought there were big ones before no 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 no. they bring them all yeah they're just like forget it just bring bring everything fire everything right exactly fire all the demons yeah just just do it and then cables like looks down he's like this is bad right like from the citadel and he's like could you do me a favor i'm like really not well could you please send me down there if i'm going to if we're gonna die i'd like to die with my family mm-hmm. like you know she's like are you gonna use your sword he's like yeah and she's like it's not just a sword you know and he's like oh i'm dumb 
So he reaches out to his mom. He's like, hey, mom, get dad and magic and like, let's go back into the ship. They go into the ship. He shoves his blade back into the ship, turning the key, opening that portal to those aliens that we saw. Back remember those Cable. aliens remember on those, the ship? Remember those aliens that we like established like many issues back in Cable? Yeah. So then Ileana opens a portal and sends all of them out right. into From other Right, from the, the thing they were trapped behind. They go through two portals, essentially. They go yeah. through the portal and then in like into limbo and then, and then out. And onto the battlefield. Yeah, and they're just killing summoners. Yeah. Like, they're just wrecking everything. Mm -hmm. And, like, the issue is, is, like, they're from another reality, and much like Shogo's, like, Dragonfire, it is weakening it, the barrier between other world and other realities. And mm. so it's a concern. It's not quite as powerful as the Dragonfire was in doing that, but, yeah. like, it, if left unchecked, it will be a problem. Right. So, Annihilation faces against, like, one of their big bads and, like, is taken down by them, but, like, it's still an issue and, like, they're still losing forces, but, like, as Annihilation is distracted, Apocalypse takes his opportunity, pushes Annihilation to the ground, rips the face mask off in, like, this really excellent image of, like, just him in, like, a monochromatic color and, like, black lightning shooting out of it. Mm -hmm. And you're like, that's cool. Yeah. And, like, he's holding it and everybody stops. <laughs> well, because, like, in theory, like, the forces of uh, Amenth, or Amenth, yeah. Amenth are not controlled right now, and they could go wild at that point, but mm -hmm. they pause. Yeah. And the battle pauses. And, like, you just see Apocalypse, like, screaming <laughs> and, like, trying to avoid it going on to him, and then... He puts it on and he says, like, I am remade. And we see Apocalypse say Apocalypse and, and over it says Annihilation, the end of all things. And I was like, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. It's very fitting for you. Right. Just, you don't even have to change the monogram on it. No, it's true. It's just you go from A to A. Yeah. Right. The battle continues. Right. Like, I love this image of Angel oh, fighting yeah. some like alien demon thing. I'm like, that's that's awesome. Like Saturnine's right hand fish lady, Rill yes. is like, you need to stop this. <laughs> yeah, she's like, no, hang on, wait, wait, hang on. I know it's, I know what's coming. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and like, Genesis is like, you, okay. There's like, there's no way you can defeat him. Right, like you can't. Like I couldn't do it. Yeah, right. She's and talking like, to Apocalypse. She's saying, yeah, and like even Annihilation's like, yeah, no, you, 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 you think you can fight my will? Mm -hmm. she was way stronger than you yeah and she couldn't do it and he's like i don't need to do that like she wanted to win i don't mm -hmm. care about that anymore that's not what I, i'm here for my people yeah and i'm like that's fair that's kind of always what apocalypse has been about is like elevating mutants to where he thinks they should be and right. since like that kind of aligns with what xavier magneto are doing right now he's like i'm in now also i got my other people that i sent over yeah, my children he's like, i need to help them yeah and as this like struggle is happening and Apocalypse is setting into motion his plan, we focus on Iska. Yes. And the one who can't lose. Yes. The, the unlosing. The <laughs> <laughs> and um, they notice that I think she has pyro. Yeah, it looks like it. Um, and like she has paused and she turns. And like the like the, the horsemen who are left because I forget death is dead, dead um, are like, uh oh, <laughs> that's. That's not, not good. A good sign. That's not good for us. Mm -hmm. Um. So like, they they immediately realize we can't win, and so Apocalypse is like, "Hey Saturnine, do you see me?" And she's like, "Oh, I do. Oh yeah. Oh, I see you. <laughs> I see you, Apocalypse." And Apocalypse kneels before Saturnine and says, "I surrender." Right. Don't forget, this book already established, not this book, but this series already established that like a, a fighter from Krakoa could in fact fight for Arako if called, like, tasked to do so. Mm -hmm. So Solemn does that with Wolverine 
yep. in the fight with war. Yeah. And so we see here that since Apocalypse is wearing the Annihilation mask, he now fights for Araco. Yeah. And so in surrendering, ends it. And so he loses, or and so Araco loses, essentially. Yes. And like Annihilation's like, no! <laughs> Sanon's like, cool, awesome. She jumps on Shogo. She rides on down there, uses the dragon fire to open a portal back to where the aliens came, sending them all back. Yeah, the aliens that were loosened from the sword ship. Yep. Um, so that's why Shogo had to be there. She's like, I need this dragon. <laughs> I need this dragon so I can send them back, right? Yeah. She like lands and she's like, cool, cool. You sure you want to surrender? And he's like, yep. Mm-hmm. She just takes the mask off. Like, like easily. It's, like it's no issue. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right, so I'm just going to fix this. And she's like, I can't remove the like. The curse. The curse of it. But I can remove its ability to control you. Yeah. And so she reforms it into a staff and gives it back to Genesis. She's like, here you go. You mm-hmm. got this, right? Yeah. You can wield a po- uh, annihilation. Yeah. As opposed to uh, yeah. it, it controlling you. Because like someone must control the forces of Amenth or they will go yeah, Crazy. they'll go, they'll go uh, AWOL, yeah. Yeah. So, I love this image of, like, both sides, and you see, like, armor yeah. there. Like, armor's very big. Right? <laughs> it's like Shogo armor, a couple of other people can kind of make out, maybe. Yeah. And then, like, she's like, okay, cool, cool. Um, So, like, I'm, I'm a little, like, concerned about the nature of these two worlds right now. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm gonna need something from you. And we, like... We haven't really seen Wolverine do much. We've seen him, like, stabbing some folk. But, like, he's not really super involved in the fight. No. Um, And he essentially is like, there's not a whole lot left in the tank, lady. So if you're <laughs> looking for us to fight anymore, we're done. We're like, done. We've we're had out. enough of that. And she's like, no, 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 no. Essentially, I want someone from Araco to come live on Krakow and someone from Krakow to go live on Araco. She allows Genesis to choose first. She's mm-hmm. like, all right, who do you want? And she's like, I want to ask that Apocalypse comes. Yeah. Because, like, for her, not only is she no longer, like, under the influence of Annihilation, but I think Apocalypse also proved his worth to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, he's, he was, he had this whole thing. Yep. He kind of had... This whole thing was... Yeah. Yeah. This was Apocalypse's plan the whole mm-hmm. time. This is why he defied the council and built the Exodus gauge or the, ter- the externals gauge. Well, yeah, and, like, I'm sure it didn't quite work out how he thought it was going to, but... No, but he... Yeah, well, we'll see. So then for Krakoa, it was like, well, who should make this decision? And Cyclops is like, well, technically, I guess the council should, but it was a like a war thing. So maybe the war generals. He's like trying to figure this out. Apocalypse is like, I got this. I speak for Krakoa. And who I choose is the mutant Araco. <laughs> and she's like, she. I love that panel of her like in the shadow. Like Pepe Raz does such a great job of like capturing her like Saturnine not seeing this coming so well in one image. And yeah. she's like, and she does say that she's like, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. You do understand. There's like a million mutants on there. And he's like, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I want them like joined. Yeah. I'm fixing the, 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 uh, Genosha problem. Yeah. So like, you know, she like, kind of like, she's like, almost like tips her hat. Like, right. Well, well you, you play the player. Way yeah. To go. Well, well done. And so like, she makes it so, and like, as Apocalypse is about to leave, like, they're like, do you have anything you want to s- tell Xavier and Magneto? Like, right? you're just leaving. Like, yeah. You were a big part of the Quiet Council and you're just bailing on right. us. And he's like, no, it's cool. Like, I, we'll, we'll, I'll see them again someday. Mm-hmm. And like, we, we see him return with the three horsemen that he has left and his wife. Yeah. And they just leave. They go back. Yeah. Through the gate, not to Araco, presumably to Amon. So yes. they're going to go through to Araco and then pass on through to to beyond there. Yeah. Unless 
I don't know. Because, like, they do have to deal with the fact that she still has the Annihilation staff now. Yes. So, presumably he's gone. We get, like, a breakdown of where all the swords are. That I'm not going to really worry about you too much. You can read much. that. Just know that, like, Storm's Skybreaker is returned to Wakanda, and they're pissed at her. <laughs> yeah. They're pissed at her, and the, um, the, whatchamacallit, the... Muramasa Blade? The... The Twilight Blade yeah. is left in Otherworld. Ah. So the sword that broke the land in two mm-hmm. is left in Otherworld. Yeah. Presumably to possibly be used again. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest... But I, and I, I brought this up uh, privately. We were talking about um, the the Black Panther Blade, what, the Wakandan Blade. Mm-hmm. Um, someone died from that blade, right? Death was, was killed by that blade, which is pretty dope, honestly, yeah. when you think about Black Panther. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but like the... That death was slain by the Wakandan blade, and now it's been returned to the King of the Dead. Yeah, that's kind of fun. I mean, like, I don't, I who knows how long death will stay dead. Death, death died in the vampiric realm of Otherworld. Right, and it's by the way, it's not uh, our death. It's uh, it's Apocalypse's like avatar for death, but it's his first one. Yeah, but it's not the the entity known as death, the Elder of the Universe. It's yeah, just, it's another character. Yeah, um, and so. Essentially, we get, like, a recap of, like, so, you know, like, son and, like, you know, mother are, like, brought together, and then the ship for sword goes back, and, like, we get this recap through the guise of, like, Rill, that fish lady, talking to Saturnine, being like, did you know all this was gonna happen? Mm -hmm. And she's like... No, but I believe. No. Remember (laughs) Matrix Revolutions? She's like, no, 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 I, I had the basic knowledge of what would happen mm-hmm. but we are dealing with the multiverse and right. so certain things may not go exactly but like certain things were very obvious right and so like they talk about like the sh- the, the ship and how it's like the tenth sword would uh, descend from the heaven only to return at the dawn of a new age mm-hmm. and i was like oh that's dope yeah that's cool because we're getting the dawn of x yeah and 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 that new series with abigail brand i'm like that's fun right mm-hmm. um we recognize that um, the Quiet Council has been broken slightly. Yeah. We've lost Jean Grey from it and Apocalypse. Right. And and so what will happen there? Will they, like... Yeah, will they remove the seats or will they replace them? Probably yeah. replace them and with whom? Yeah, but, like, I'm like, that's 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 interesting. Like, we're already tearing... We're, we're picking at the walls here a little yeah, bit, Yeah, Krakoa right? is not as impenetrable as we thought. Yeah. yeah. We do see death here, but, like, I assume that... I mean, he he was bitten by a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> He's like in a Rinsler situation. Mm. We kind of like, you know, obviously like Saturnine has kind of like managed to also get a hold over certain realms again or like get something over on individuals, which she's very pleased with. Yeah. Over in um, Avalon, the gate to Krakoa, we see like a shadowy figure sneaking in. If you looked at that first page where we see people who have like an X over them, presumably dead. Yep. Um, that solemn is yes. just a question mark. Right. And so, like, I assume they've gone to Krakoa. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, oh, that's, that's interesting. And don't forget, he is one of the Muramasa blades. Presumably those two blades will sequel out one another because they're twin blades, yep. right? And so, like, Saturnine, like, goes into a great, like, prequel-esque Senate hall where there's, like, confetti and people are cheering for her and they're like, hooray! And, like... You know, the Captain uh, Britain Corps is there. But yep. They're all versions of Betsy. And, like, she sees over in the, like, Avalon box where, like, Jamie Braddock is and there's Brian. And, like, you know, he's like, you know, well done all, all, all around. And, like, 
the fact is, is she's like, there she is, like the rightful ruler of other world and like the, the keeper of the Starlight Citadel and like all this crap. And like all she wanted was Brian back. Yeah. And I love the last image of this so much because it's like, there she is. She's won in a way, mm-hmm. you know. This, she got to do whatever she wanted. She like frittered her way through this whole event did. being like, I'm in charge. <laughs> she did all Ooh, of arm it. wrestling contest. Nah. Yeah, like I made I made light of like of your lives. I made light of like everything. Of death itself. Of death itself. Yeah. I made light of this like massive war of like a uh, possible like, you know, end of all things. And like, because at the end of the day, like I needed to do X, Y, Z. And I knew it wouldn't matter and I knew where it would go. And so who cares? Yep. There's huge celebration going on. And the last image is just her sitting in her throne with just like confetti littered on the floor. And yeah. it just says like, you know, that she said like that she did. She doesn't get the one thing she truly wanted and long may she reign. And I'm like, that's just such an F you to her. I yeah. love that because Saturday truly is written to be hated. Right. I'm like, you know, Long may she reign is such a way of being like, because you'll never you'll get, never what, get what, you you, what you want. You have to live with knowing that you didn't actually succeed at what you wanted. Yeah. Like you just wanted this one thing and you couldn't have it. And you, you, you moved heavens and earth to like make it so you could have it and you can't. Yep. And I just love that like sad, lonely image of this like woman. Yes. Yeah, this, imp- this, this immeasurably powerful person. Yeah. You know, who, who is used to getting what she wants. Yes. Absolutely. And so like, I, I, I really love this. I know for a lot of people, it's like, I don't care about who this character is. Fine, whatever. Okay. At the end of the day, this does set up quite a few things. We've taken Apocalypse off the table. Yeah. We have set it up where Sinister now has access to genetic material that he shouldn't have access to. Yes. One of the Sinisters are, are dead. Mm-hmm. The resurrection protocol has to be rebuilt. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and you know... Mutants who died over there, we may never see them again, or we may see them in a different iteration. Yes, yeah. Um, Araco now presumably is coming. Yeah. And like, when? How will that shake out? Because basically, what Apocalypse did was like, oh, here, hey, um, here's I'm, like a bunch more people. Yeah, here's a million more people, and I'm gonna unify my island. And they don't respect you as any sort of ruling no. anything? No, they're used to being ruled by Genesis. But I'm going to leave. Right. I'm a, I'm a go mm-hmm. and you take care of this yeah. and like figure this out. So it's like, I don't know where this is going to go next. I do love that Apocalypse did this because for me, that is also very Apocalypse where yep. he was like, no, no, I'm all about like helping out mutant kind and like raising us up and like, we should be awesome and yep. like putting down like mankind, screw them. They suck. I hate them. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like I also just want what I want and I got what I wanted. And so now I'm leaving. Yep. And like, I'll, whatever. Exactly. So like I'm down for this. I, I think it shook up a lot of things. I, I think it changed a, a few small changes to the status quo yeah you know like i said like now gene doesn't really have a say yeah any no. longer um we have established the fact that the the concept the very concept of x-men right isn't something that it's, it's not embraced yeah or celebrated yeah by them. like like it used to be yeah um and I, I i think you know we're gonna see more of these like players like you know like a, a mr sinister or even a sebastian shaw like being like, so wait, Apocalypse had to do whatever the hell he wanted. Yeah. Yeah, how come I don't get to do whatever I want? Like, kill, 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 kill. Yeah. Also, I'm interested in terms of what this, like, means in terms of what Moira was looking for. Yeah. You know, like, 
when we do finally check in with her at some point, is she going to be like, this happened? Right. Or not? I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I really dug this, but I completely can see why for some people they were like, I don't understand what this is. Right. Well, it's because, because like, it's I thought it was, it's not what was. Well, you know, it's funny because there's a duality here. I mean, a lot of what Hickman has been dealing with has had to do with like dual natures of things. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, it was technically, a, you know, there are swords involved. Um, and like, we do see some sword fighting. Yeah. But the fact is, it's really about the tarot. And it really was about this, this woman. It was this, about secret plans that were, was. you know, it was about machinations. And that was literally said. Like that, that word is said in this issue in terms of Saturnine and her machinations. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. Apocalypse, but Apocalypse is too. Apocalypse had his own. Like, like he said, it's like you could assume Apocalypse set the whole damn thing up so he could go home with his family. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, that was part of his thing that he would do anything to get them back. That's right. That's what Sinister wrote in the bar Sinister. And he definitely did. And the fact is, it's like, it just, I think initially Apocalypse and Saturnine weren't 100% that both of their plans we're going to meet up at the end. And at the end of the day, they fed into one another perfectly. Yep. It's just that Apocalypse seemingly actually got what he wanted. Right. And Saturn didn't. Yeah. 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 And one fought tooth and nail and the other one didn't like barely lifted a finger. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, let me, let me get into some super chats oh, sure, and then sure. we'll, we'll talk about uh, the reaction. Uh, according to our super chats, we've got uh, Jack O'Connell says, hello. Hope you're both well. Thank you very well, much. Thank Jack. you very much. Hope you are too, man. Uh, Girk Pectus. Uh, sorry if you've been asked this a lot, but are you going to stream cyberpunk 2077? Have you read Adam strange planet heist? It's what got me hooked on comics. Uh, no, never read Adam strange planet heist. Um, yeah, eventually in 2077, when it comes out, we will definitely stream it. <laughs> it's coming out in December. Maybe. I think it's like next week. Maybe. Yes, I would like to play it. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish it on stream. Some of the longer games, because I don't, I don't have a lot of time to commit to streaming. Um, unfortunately right now, yeah. um, I, I don't progress as fast as a lot of other streamers do, but I'll play. I mean, like, I'm happy to check it out. There's been so much chatter about this game. It's like. I feel like I'd be a fool not to pick it up and play it with you guys and hang out. Absolutely. Do some cyberpunk. I got to look into what that genre is a little more. Oh. So I have like a very cursory understanding of what cyberpunk is and what like distinguishes what it is. So yeah. I, I would like to be familiar with it so that like I can go in like trying to pick up on some of the nuance. Yeah. Rusky 9110 walked in to find Sal on screen with a dictionary and ranting about Onslaught. What happened? Well, let's, <laughs> let's go back. Good reference. Uh, Alex Cash, can't stay. Take my money. Well, Sorry, Alex. See you on the repeat. Thank you very much for thank your support, you, thank man. You. Really appreciate it. Sorry, I talked so long, guys. Uh, Silver Cricket, I want to see what where I want to see the what if where Ten of Swords ends in a loss where the army attacks and instantly loses to the heroes of Earth. Right. And that's but I and I and I will say um, to that what I like about this and why I don't think of it as much of as an event is because that doesn't happen. Right. We like literally there's a small contingent of mutants and Brian Braddock who go over to deal with this, Mm -hmm. you know, and like we do add others, but we don't pull in like, this is theoretically a world ending thing, but it's not. Yeah. Like I got to tell you, there was never a point in my mind where I was like, that's going to happen because of Saturnine's presence. Yeah. Like she's not going to allow that to happen because of her power Mm -hmm. and her ability to affect like reality. And that says, you also have Jimmy Braddock there. You know what I mean? There was just too many things where I was like, this is never going to escalate to an Avengers. Like you need to come in Fantastic Four yeah, it's, not a, it's not a Marvel Universe-spanning problem. No, even though it really could have been. Easily. And yeah. I and I 
hopefully, I love the idea that like inevitably they're gonna hear about this and be like, "Holy shit, what? you needed to have us there." You gotta close these fucking doors. Yeah, man. or like you can't just deal with this. Yeah, and they're it's like, like, um, excuse me, the, it was we on have our... sex orgies now. <laughs> Denial says, so Morlun's dead via Sin Eater's magic shotgun. I don't care. I just want him dead. I'm happy he's gone. 53.LR was worth the purchase. Half mutant demon hybrids. Kurt's time has come. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. No, and don't forget, when you think about that, he Kurt was part of one of the Chimera yeah. that we saw in that future of like right. one of Moira's lives. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't a sinister thing. Maybe it was an, like, a, like, a, like a child. No, he's definitely a sinister thing. But mm. like, don't forget, sinister's been like he has his own thoughts on how to do that. But right. like, he's been collecting data, and when he met that that dude, yeah, like he got even more. He's right. like, oh, yeah. oh. Uh, Matthew E. I think Pepe Larraz might be the best working artist at Marvel currently. Either him or Marco Cicchetto. Yeah, like, they are excellent. I do like Mahmoud Asrar. I, yep. I, but I definitely like him more for like a Conan, like a an action pack yeah. kind of book. Um, That's like R.B. Silva, who yeah. also worked on. Hawks or Pox. Cubenix mm -hmm. um, just saying hi. Thank you very much, man. Uh, Sean D, what happened to the Master Mold and all that other stuff you were talking about on the couch? Uh, that's in Hawks and Pox. That's like what set up everything. So this is like... That was Orcus. Don't forget. Okay, so Hickman has... It, it, it's like a frayed scarf. There are threads everywhere. And like, we're going to be pulling at those like over for time For as long here. as he's on the book. Yeah, for as long as he can, we're going to be pulling at those until we get to like that grand like you know, coalition of like what it is he wants to tell us. A lot of the master mold stuff was the prevention of a possible future that Moira had. Yeah. They already dealt with that actually. The, they did, but that, that doesn't mother mold's mean it's dead. Right. But it doesn't mean it's over. Like that organization could come back oh, and that's so, always a threat for them. It, mm -hmm. it is an organization like that. And so like for them, they're trying to pick off possible things that could cause stuff that Moira's seen and, and, and knows about. Yep. I don't know where this fits in right now. We know that Moira lived through having like being with apocalypse yep. and like having the horsemen present and whether or not they came from Araka or not. So mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know how much this is aligning with anything that she's already lived through. So I think yeah. we're going to find that out, but there are so many threads out there that we haven't dealt with that. The doorway, that gate is going to reopen. Oh yeah. And, the ones that the other characters went into. Yeah. Yep. So there's something else there that yep. we're going to be dealing with. So Exactly. Uh, Adder's Musical Musings, she removed the mask because Krakoa fought for Otherworld technically, meaning she defeated Annihilation and thus owned the mask. That's his theory. Ah. Uh, Moon Knight 32, love Ten of Swords and, ready, and already pre-ordered the hardcover. Also love the Junji Ito GBU. Oh, thank uh, you. Getting the Alex Ross book too. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much, Moon Knight, and thanks for checking out that book. It's a, it's a good book. So, yeah. Thank you very much, man. Mm -hmm. And thanks for the support. Thanks for checking out that GBU. If you haven't already... We have another show. We take three stories and then talk about them. Uh, we did a Junji Ito special. We did. Uh, Christian Pereira. Hey, guys. I think they killed Gorgon in Otherworld to resurrect a less controversial version <laughs> of him. A real hero and not a Nazi ninja killer of children. Yeah. Agreed. No, and, that, and they absolutely can. I mean, they're going to need a list of characters. But the, the question will be now that they know that that is what will happen, will they resurrect them? Right. Like, is it right? Is it ethically right to resurrect a, a version that isn't you? That Or is a version from someplace else? Right. So, because, like, what will you get then? They right. don't even know. They don't. I mean, uh, the writers do, but, yeah, like, but the characters like, themselves won't know what they'll get from that. Exactly. Uh, Andre Didier, uh, thoughts and hopes on Cy Spear's Reign of X-Tease. 
You didn't look at it. I didn't look at it, it because I hadn't. I hadn't I'll pull it up, up. now. Yeah, since please you can. do. I'd, I'd like. I'd like very much to see this because I like Cy Spurrier quite a bit, and so yeah. like, I'm, I'm glad. It's too bad that uh, he wasn't given uh, uh, Excalibur because he's I British. Oh, I know. But yeah, um, I'll pull it up now. Here we go. No. Well, it's there somewhere. There it is. <laughs> Comes the rain. Yep. Nice. The reign of X. As you can see, like there they are coming out of the out of the box. Uh-huh. Uh, there's uh you know Patch, there's Cypher and his wife, there's Nimrod. Oh crap. Um is I see that, Imagine oh, Jasper. Oh god, is, is that I Mojo? See, no, that's the Shadow. Oh man. thank you. Oh that's better. Yeah. Oh that's way better. I see a I see um, um arcade. Um you know. Yeah. So like I think some of this might spill over. Like you like with having Mad Jim Jaspers there, like he has like obviously now he's very well aware of everything that's going on. And Naturally. like he has had interaction with um Storm and Wolverine. Yeah. And he has one of the Araco citizens, Red yes. Root, who is the voice of Araco. Right. Um, in the crooked market right now. So Yeah. Uh Rusky Number One O, any word on the uh tennis sales numbers? I doubt Marvel would ever kick him off a book, but it might determine how much more we get before the big finale. For, no, for sure. I mean he does seemingly have like, you know, several of the writers I think are completely on board for being part of, of the story that he's crafting. Mm -hmm. And like I really appreciate the fact that he seemingly has a lot of confidence in the writers he's working with, enough so he could just give them like Here's what I need to have happen. Yeah, here are the bullet points. Tell your own story. Tell your own, figure it out. It's all you. You got this. Yep. Um, for me, this really like just made me more excited. Yeah. Um, but this was totally a story that there was no way I wasn't going to be on board. Oh yeah, for. of course. Um, but like, so like, I like I said have said many times, I definitely like understand people not enjoying this sure of course like it, it, well, it's all about uh you know it, it'd be like if i did a spider-man event there's a lot of people who are like who cares he's boring and it's like fair enough like yeah i'm not expecting you to get on board yeah 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 no for sure but like i i personally think this was very x-men yeah Right, because like, it, regardless well, of the it was magic. sprawling, it was epic, it was it, it encompassed 16 titles, it, you yeah, know, well, it, it dragged in certain points, like, you know, it's it's, it's everything you expect, it, it's, technically speaking, it's everything you ex you should expect about an X-Men story. Yeah, it built on itself. The only thing that what, there wasn't too much of yeah. was the melodrama, except for someone you would never expect melodrama for which is Apocalypse. Yeah. And in that, you're getting something you've never seen before. Yeah. No, for sure. And I know a lot of people didn't necessarily like that, but I think at the end of the day, uh, Apocalypse's, like, quiet resolve was more him lying in wait. Right. And regardless of how much he actually planned and how much he actually just took advantage of what was happening around him, I, I think that fits with this character, especially in this new world in yeah. which he, like I said, like, just happens to align with... Charles and Magneto right now. He's like, I'm on board. Yeah. I'm on board. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Grayson Red, the Cyclops speech in X-Men 15, Cap hashtag Captain Crick Owen. <laughs> <laughs> The Black Gay Comic Geek. Did you guys talk about Franklin Richards and Dan Slott's controversy? Love the show, by the way. No, we much. haven't, but we should, I guess, mention that. Yeah, because, Franklin like, Richards isn't a mutant anymore. But, but like, and... I guess the the big question is whether or not that's real. Right. Yeah. Whether or not that's like bullshit. Yeah. Hickman put Franklin in the book. Right. And, 
But like, you know, whether or not that's something that like Slot put in and then like he knows is not true and is going to be undone. Yeah, Slot does that a lot, guys. <laughs> or like it just it just came out of nowhere during this event or like this story in which Franklin Riches is not a part of anything right now. Mm-hmm. And like we're not even really dealing with Krakoa day to day. Yeah. And he puts that in. Right. Well, and know. there were two. There's a chart that Hickman put in that explains who Franklin Richards is yeah. and what he represents and what, like, Xavier's plan is for him. Mm-hmm. There's a tie-in series by Zadarsky in which we see specifically the unification between the Fantastic Four and the X-Men yeah. over Franklin Richards. We had a status quo for a little while of Franklin Richards being integrated into X-Men society. Yep. And then we had this story in Dan Slott's Fantastic Four thing where it's like, maybe you were never a mutant, actually. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah, Dan Slott is not a maverick, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he doesn't go off the beaten path. He's not the kind of person to go, I made a retcon and you're all going to have to deal with it. He isn't Cora. He doesn't tell you what you're going to have to put up with and just get on board for. Yeah. He's a company man. He's a hatchet job. He's a puppet of the corporate stooges. Yeah. He does what the work is required for. Did you see the Marvel 616 documentary where he literally sat on a set and pretended to write a script. He works for Marvel. He has bled for Marvel. He is a Marvel stooge. He is doing the work. Mm -hmm. So he's setting things up in his Fantastic Four run to be like, what? He's he's playing you, dog. That's what his job is. Mm -hmm. When he killed Peter Parker in his Superior Spider-Man book, he told you he was dead forever. No one should have believed that. There's absolutely no reason for him to even say that Mm -hmm. because it's like, you know that's not true. I know that's not true, but you said it anyway in interviews. No, no, I killed Peter Parker. He's dead forever. Like he's dead. As far as I'm concerned, he's dead. I mean, maybe another writer will take over and bring him back, but like as far And you knew he was lying and yet people were foaming at the mouth over those over those those, those comments. And he's like, my job is to lie. My job <laughs> is to trick you. Because he graduated from the Joe Casada School of Comic Book Selling, which is if they're mad, they're gonna buy it. And that's the whole thing. And so it's yeah. like, no, you're you being mad means you're gonna buy the book. Yeah. And you're gonna be even more excited when they undo this controversial retcon. Because as far as Dan's concerned, like he's doing this thing to get you to buy the book and to get you mad. Like, the worst thing at all you can do is not care. Like, the worst thing that this could do for you is to make you go, oh, that doesn't matter, who cares? I'm out. You know what, I'm gonna gonna drop Fantastic Four, and because I've only been interested in Franklin Richards' role in Mm X-Men, I'm gonna drop X-Men too. Like, that would cause an actual problem. Sure. But you being upset and reading Fantastic Four, waiting until he changes it, is exactly the format for selling Marvel books, as far as he's concerned. Oh yeah, no, for sure. And, And like... There's so many things at play there, yeah. you know, in, in terms of, of Franklin being involved in yeah. anything that it's like. He's also too big a piece. Like you can't just, yeah. ha- he's if they ever have a problem, Franklin Richards could have come on the battlefield and like undone. Yeah. Well, Saturn like, 9, no. Franklin, Franklin is one of those, one of those little, on, on the, the unraveling scarf that is Hickman's run here. Right. He's one of the threads. Yeah. Like that we had to deal with. Yeah. At some point. I did want, I don't want to like derail us from no, that, no. but like I forgot to mention, I know we're talking about like um, Scott's speech, which I love about like, ho- like not holding back. I love his speech at the council about yeah. like, you know, we're essentially X-Men. being like, you guys suck. Like you're supposed to be like, I get, I get what you're doing, like whatever. But the fact is the X-Men right. are the core. Yeah. Never forget that. Exactly. But like he, I love this moment early on in X-Men 15 between Gene and Scott where like essentially 
you know, they're talking about like, like he's like, I never thought we'd have like a place for our family. Yes. Like a, an actual place we could have a family, but like here it is. And like, I dreamed about it, but what does that matter? Like, what did it ever do for us? And like, Jean's like, oh, not much. And he's like, but here we are, we're doing it. And she's like, well, you look ready. And I'm like, <laughs> it makes me think of dread. Um, but he, then he goes like, for years, all we ever had uh, was little hope and a lot of prayer. And, and it was nothing. Yeah, we had nothing. And the whole time we never stopped fighting. And Gene is like, can you imagine what it'll be like when we actually have something to fight for? And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But that's Hickman. Right. Hickman's like, don't forget. Yeah. That these characters have literally never had a home like this. Right. I mean, they did. But like, this is, that's that. I know. But like, this ideal paradise, this idealization of like, we have a nation and we're being recognized it's by the, the promised world. land. It's it is. It's, it's, it's yeah. It's, it's everything it's they could have religious. hoped for. And like, it's everyone coming together. Yeah. And like fighting together as a family yep. in a sense. Yeah. And like, I love that idea. And I love that she says it. Cause I'm just like, I, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here, but I'm like, are you hinting that at, at some point there go, the chips are going to be down and Jean Grey's going to be like, I'm going to need the Phoenix right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> and no one's going to care about whatever Aaron did with exactly. the Exactly. <laughs> draw your action figures nobody cares we're gonna have a phoenix in this there's no way um but yeah that's cool um so we're gonna you know uh oh there was a there was a there was a super chat that will oh, allow I'm me sorry. to wrap that up and then we can talk oh, more perfect, about perfect. this um uh what was it called uh, sean d is so a slot is a heel in pro wrestling yes that's exactly what he did i mean like and by the way uh you know uh if you ever if you ever watch um extras from ricky gervais there's a funny sequence in which he's like trying to sell his script to patrick stewart yes it's an amazing sequence anyway <laughs> but uh but when he comes in he just he's he is breaking significant protocol he's really doing something inappropriate and uh so i'm really sorry but i'm like i'm just trying to sell this script and patrick stewart goes no you're hustling that's a noble profession and it's like that's like in the professional world you know for you as a fan you, you you were never meant to know how comics were made. You were meant never meant to know like the work behind the curtain, like the exclusive access that we that we have to how the sausage is made. Kind of like demystifies the process and makes people like angry because then they meta read even when they don't know they're meta reading. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you like there's nothing necessarily wrong with Dan Slot being a company man who like deliberately stokes controversy in order to get you to buy comic books. And certainly, you know, even if you are upset, his bosses aren't. Mm. Like, he's not going to lose his job by you finding out that he, like, he deliberately, like, stirs up shit just to get you to be so fired up you're going to spend $6 on an issue of some right, book right. that you were never going to buy before. Because that's the kind of salesmanship you can't pay, you can't buy. And it's like, so yeah, no, it's, it, it, but it, but for in that world, in the world of salesmanship and selling yourself and like making like a pittance as a comic book writer, like it, it's a noble profession as far as they're concerned. Mm. Uh, Tardis Man 85. My sister cares about two things in Hickman, in Hicksman. Uh, <laughs> what Moira's up to because she's convinced that that's the way to get them into the MCU and the Phoenix. The Phoenix, I, th I, I hope 
that is, is addressed because regardless of how I feel about the Phoenix and regardless of how often the Phoenix has been used and yeah. been in different people, the Phoenix is a big part of like X-Men. X-Men and like a big part of what people remember from the X-Men because if you came in reading the comics, you might've come in when the Phoenix was around. If you came in through the animated series, that was most of the episodes. That was a huge <laughs> part of it. Like the Phoenix, like it was the saga. It was the Phoenix saga and you were in and like, yep. regardless of the fact that you didn't know what was happening, you were involved. And yeah. so like, you know, I, yeah. I, I do sincerely hope it's addressed. Right. Regardless of how it's used, it I feel like it needs to be addressed. Absolutely. No, it, and it, 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 there is a Hickman notation. Like, in a lot of those text pages, they do run down, like, Phoenix and stuff like that. Yeah. Everything about it is, mm-hmm. is, is addressed, and it will come... I think that it will come up because I think Hickman wants to... I created an island to stick all the action figures. There's no way I'm going to skip any of them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Exodus is in this book. Fabian Cortez is going to be in the sword book. I can't believe I'm that. using everybody. Yeah, no, no. No, for sure. The Shadow King is in a teaser. Like, we're, it's all going to get used. Yeah. Even if it's only, even if they only get like a cool splash page, sometimes that's all it takes yeah. to cement their like existence and mm-hmm. cement their like their, your affinity for them forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Cooper, I try not to get too upset about changes in comics. I learned. That whatever I like, someone will eventually put back. Although, still waiting for Wanda and Quicksilver to be put back. Take care, guys. You too. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that too, but Hickman's playing with that in a big, bad way. He could have very easily brought them back without any problem whatsoever. Yeah. Just, bleep, they come out of eggs. The end. But instead, he turned Wanda into a boogeyman. And it's like, you know what? That's a neat status quo for her. And because it's also synergistic, in the MCU, she kind of is going from... This, like, cockeyed optimist, you know, what am I doing here? Oh, you know, my accent's gone. To becoming this kind of, like, problem. No, I know. I, like, I, you know, it's funny. is like, with Wanda and, and Pietro, like, they could have, like, in this, they could have done it. Yes. They could have literally been, like, one, like, it, they could have put Wanda in this and she had to go yep. to other world. Yeah. And died there. Yeah. And, and then, then they resurrect her and she's, like, mutant. Yeah, That's but they didn't. Did. They didn't. Like, he held off. Yeah, he did. That was amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, instead he used her in some stupid Plants vs. Zombies story. Hey, whatever. I really like... Really, I know, that was cool too. I really enjoyed that, honestly. But, uh, yeah, so that's Ten of Swords. Uh, there's a lot of, like, like we said, there's a lot of controversy, but I think the there only is... controversy is because people are just kind of like, they expected one thing. Mm-hmm. And like I said, like, listen, like, Dan Slott didn't come up with this strategy. That's the Marvel strategy. No, for you know, sure. Like, bait and switches, surprises. It, yeah. It's... it's, it's it's trying to convince you to buy shit that's like 70 years old. No, like, absolutely. And again, like, you know, what what was the first image we saw of this? It was just images of characters, All these characters with, swords, with swords jumping at you. Just Whoa. jumping, just doing whatever. And it's like, this is going to be a cool big fight. Just action figures smashing together. And it's like, these are all characters that have powers and don't need swords. Right. Wolverine has six swords coming out of his freaking hands. And he, he uses those during his battle in order to win. And so there you go. Like, Wolverine stays true to character. Right. Wolverine strangely stays true to, like, a certain version of his character throughout this whole thing. Hickman is very much like Whedon in his use of Wolverine. Mm. Whedon was also like, I don't think I like Wolverine. Like, you know, where he's like, Wolverine wants beer. That's mm-hmm. Whedon's entire analysis of Wolverine. Yeah. Hickman's like, Wolverine murders people. That's his character. Well, Wolverine, That's what like, he does. Yeah. Well, Wolverine, Hickman's treating Wolverine like a, like a general in a way, like much like magic, like looking for a fight yep. constantly. Just like, I'm here. I kill people. I'm That's here. What I I'm do. here. I kill people. But I also think everyone is always trying to also kill us. And I want to find the fastest solution to solving yep. all of our problems. Yeah. I have paradise. I want to keep it. That's all I care about. Yeah. 
Um, again, with, with 10 of swords, um, I went into this very differently. You know, like I'm, I'm a magic fan. Well, guys. you read Excalibur. I'm, Most I read didn't. Excalibur. No, it's true. And like, I am aware of tarot and like, you know what I mean? It's so like that dual meaning there. I was like, I think I know where this is going already. Yeah. If but I it was, is like, it's but if like, I was only going off of those images, like the, the promotional material and hearing out, the word swords. Yeah. Like I, I could, I definitely could see why people be like, this isn't what I thought this was going to be. And like the fights are silly and stupid, but it's like, it's understated. Like you literally have this, this character, this very powerful character who is just like, who most people haven't heard of. Right. That, so like for them, they're like, who is this person? And what there was one comment that really like it, it got under my skin. And, uh, and, and I know that I'm sure that it, there the implication was not there. Okay. But there was a comment where it's like, she is too powerful. And I'm like, why is she too powerful? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like people are like, no, Saturnine is like a hot, like I, I'm, I'm like concerned that there's like this contingent of people who'd hated Ten of Swords because they're like, no, this like feminine character should not be this powerful against characters I think are totally awesome. I guess I would say that if people were concerned, it would be because of the fact that like she hasn't really been present in the, stories. Like no one uses her and that's and, really like, the problem. But, like, and like how could this like all powerful character because the fact is that like if you like read up on her history, like she questionably had been gone after Secret Wars. Right, yeah. Um, because don't forget, like, that undid the Captain Britain Corps. Yeah. And, like, so she, like, retreated. And they're, like, during that time period, several of Saturnine's alter egos from other multiverses were destroyed. Yeah. And so, like, Hickman has been kind of, like, that's been part of his Yeah, he thing. said that, he, like, <laughs> Hickman broke the Captain Britain Corps and then brought them back. Yeah, yeah. And, like, so she retreated to the Citadel because someone had to guard the, that part of the multiverse. But she really hasn't been doing much. No. Like, she really has not been doing her job in a way. Yes. And, like, that's what I like about the way she's written because, like, she is this, like, powerful... Selfish, powerful person. She's this powerful person who has this, like, kind of important job, but at the end of the day, all she cares about is what she wants, regardless yeah. of why she wants it, which is why her spell doesn't work, because right. I think it's less about love and more about just wanting what she wants. Yeah. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's very, that's that's very, like, Marvel supervillain. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, Saturnine is, like, just, like, she may look like Emma Frost, she's not, like, a hero. Like, she's not even, like, a super character. Like, she's, she's this otherworldly you know, multiversal. She's not even, she's like not even from like, around here. <laughs> yeah, like, mad Jim Jaspers. Like, he's not a, like, he's not really a character. Like, he's, he's, he's measurably powerful for no good reason. And just, like, he's just a funny joke that somebody made 40 years ago. Yeah. You know, like, these are the characters that, uh, you know, that, that Hickman decides to actually infuse some kind of, like, right. he, he takes, the, the, the fact is he takes, like, kind of like the natural understanding of who they are. He's like, okay, at the end of the day, her name is Opal Luna Saturnine. Yeah, Magistrix. Like, Magistrix. Like, yeah. she is she is a Barbie toy. You know, like, she she is a She-Ra-like character. You know, but more one-dimensional. <laughs> and uh, and at the end of the day, like, what would what kind of character would that be? What, what, what kind of influence would that character have on X-Men? Right. I know. I think she has a few more facets to her. It's well, just her, they're all... Uh, her desire to be with this human yeah. who's arguably not very popular. Like, it's like, why do you like Brian Braddock well, so much? Well, I think part of it is that, like, the, the Captain Britain Corps always served her. the Starlight Citadel and Otherworld. And, yeah. like, once that was broken, then, like, Brian never really came back. Yeah. And then Brian kind of, without knowing, chose not to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like... He was corrupted by someone in, in her realm. Right. Gave up the sword. And then he also got married. Right. You know what I mean? Like, 
at every turn, she has been rebuffed. Yes. And so, like, at the end of the day, like, she should have control over Captain Britain, but the Captain Britain she has services not only England, presumably. Yeah, but, but the X-Men. But the mutants. So it's mm-hmm. like, you're not really, you know, I'm not really in charge of you, and yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I want, I, I should be in charge of this. I agree. Um, but yeah, I, I hope it's not misogyny moreover that they're just kind of like, who is this person and why is she more powerful than but, Apocalypse? Well, I don't even get this. And yes. that, I think that's more what it I is. I think what it is too is that, again, like you have this character who's just been like languishing. Yeah. And it's like, but if she has all this power, how come she hasn't been doing things? And it's like, because she didn't care. Yeah, exactly. And now she does because like, theoretically, she's she is a powerful character, but also a magically based character. Mm-hmm. And so like for her, like literally the stars aligned and yeah. this was the time. Right. Right. And so, like, this was her time to, mm-hmm. to do what she wanted and needed to do. Yeah. Uh, Lombardi made a good point where he was just like, I think the, a lot of people are complaining. The big complaint was that it was 22 issues. But then then you then you read any X-Men event that's remembered and you'll get this. And, like, there, it's funny because you can't say that, like, oh, Tenosaurus is bloated. And, uh, like, have you ever read Fatal Attractions? Yeah. <laughs> Did you try to read it as a story ever? Tell me those X Factor books really matter. Because I did recently reread X uh, uh, Fatal Attraction. I'm like, which one? Phalanx Covenant? Blah, blah, blah. But like Fatal Attractions. And like, no, it's not a story. <laughs> like, it's just a bunch of stuff that happens. Right. And like the, the, the it, listen, if I were like a die in the wool X-Men fan, Mm-hmm. Like the most hardcore X-Men fan in the world. And I've been waiting because of the humans and Fox to get the biggest, baddest, most epic X-Men like reckoning ever. Yeah. Would I be annoyed that this massive 22 like chapter event did in, did feature like issues that literally are required to be full issues that would take you three minutes to read because that is like narratively illustrating how Saturnine is like messing with the characters within the story. Like mm-hmm. she's wasting their time. Yeah. And it's like, I'm feeling as frustrated as Wolverine is in this story. And it's like, I'm doing it by actually literally making you feel like you're in the book by making the book feel kind of bloated. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's, that is so deliberate. And it's like, you can't deny that is what's happening. Yes. Uh, but I would still be annoyed. I didn't like Hickman's Avengers book either. Right. Like, I did not like it. And I, but I still recognize like, not only did people really like it, mm-hmm. but it also serviced the things that he needed to get done to the things that I love about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, and and I think the, like the weirdness about this is like calling it an event because well, did Marvel they, wants like, to, they, or they like, have or to. people want to call it an event because like it is titled something. Yeah. It's, you got to put a label on it. Right. But I mean, like we had Hawks, we had, Pox, we've got Dawn of X, we have the, the, yep. these are more like now Rain of X. arcs in a way, yeah. except this one went across all the titles mm-hmm. and nothing was a tie-in. They were literally just the chapters. And so in order to read them all, you did have to purchase all of these books. I think part of the issue for a lot of folk being that it's 22 issues is coming at a time of in- economic instability. Right. That's the problem. Is like, that, like, people right, can't go to comic book stores. It's like that. It's, you know, you know people are, are losing their jobs. People aren't getting paid as much. People, like, you know what I mean? So like right now, to ask someone to pay for 22 issues in such a small amount of time is a very large ask. Yeah. It's a very, very large ask. I mean, the fact is, if you do want to read this, like, 
I I would suggest waiting until it's wait for the trade. I would wait and see if there are any sales for some of these these. Oh, books you'll get online. those issues cheap. But you get but those buy issues them, in 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 like long boxes or even digitally. If you yeah. don't want to like if you're trying if you're trying to like save on space, you don't want to have twenty two issues of something you're maybe not one hundred percent on. Um, but I, I think right now it was just unfortunate timing for a large ask. But I, there's part of me that sh- thinks it should be celebrated for not dragging it out. Yeah. Because they could have easily dragged this out for mm-hmm. m- several more months trying right. to stretch it out. But yeah. like, Or they could have delayed it further. Yeah. Where it's like, no, uh, actually, this is a bad time for our audience. Let's not put out this 22 event, like chapter event. We'll put it out like maybe six months from now. Yeah. And it's like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do in the meantime? Well, yeah. do a, and you know what they did, by the way, back in the day when Marvel used to do that? They were like, make an event. Create, do convergence. Yeah. Like, make, like everyone, like, you have a lot of examples of stop gaps mm-hmm. that suck because they're hastily put together. It's like, that's not cool. <laughs> but, like, trust me. Yeah. Like you said, like, go to any comic book store. They did not sell out of Ten of Swords. No. I'm, so you could literally pick up the whole goddamn I'm thing sure at your local didn't. comic book store. I'm sure they'd be happy to sell it to you. And in the chat, Brian says that there's a sale on X-Men right now. Oh, great. Um, So you could go, go check it out there yeah. if you wanted to. Um. I had a good time with it, yeah. honestly. Um, I know. Looking back on it, like I, I know for some folk, they like issues seemed wasted. But at the end of the day, like it was setting you up to understand the ending of this, yeah. and also kind of putting to bed a couple of things. Right. I think if you're reading Excalibur, you're probably going to see Saturnine a little bit more. But I don't think you're going to see her bleeding out into any of the other books right now. I doubt she's already kind of did her thing, and she's over there. Yeah, but like. And Hickman knows. Like, and, let's not overdo it. Yeah, I think a hundred percent. Um, we know that like Sinister now, like he's doing, he's he's accelerating his plans. Yeah, you know what I mean. We're, like, we're gonna have a Racco back, presumably. Yeah, we're gonna Krakoa's about to get a lot bigger. And yeah. what's the reaction gonna be from the world? From the world. What's from what? the mutants who are already there? Yeah, you're gonna get a million new mutants or whatever. Yeah, and, like, and are possibly they gonna be... I wonder if those council seats won't be filled by Arrakens. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and now again, like Apocalypse has kind of been taken off the table for right now. Yeah. So will will Krakoa change when they merge with Arako? Right. Like will Krakoa become that place that it was? Okara. Okara. I I don't know. And Probably. Like, and honestly, I, I'm interested to see how Cipher is going to like factor into that. factor into this because again, we only have the representative who spoke for Krakoa I, now, I'll not bet, for Arako. I'll bet they kick him out. I'll bet. I'll <laughs> bet Okara's like, we don't need you anymore. We're good. I'm me now. I used you to get this. Yeah. Uh, Remy 101 and 104 helping us out. Thank you Thank very you much. Thank you very much. Uh, Cam senses Ten of Swords has successfully made me care about just about every X book for the first time ever. I hope you guys digged it as much as I did. Catch you on yes. the video on demand. Happy late birthday, Tiffany. Well, thank you very much. And yes, I very, I very much dug it. I, I really enjoyed myself. Yeah. Uh, Will I am Golden? Uh, has anyone ever been asking to bring back the Captain Britain Corps? <laughs> I'm not complaining, but I haven't seen people say I wonder what the Captain Britain Corps is up to. PSK, keep up the great work. Um, I don't know necessarily people are like clamoring for, but it could have been one of those things that Hickman just remembered had been re- like destroyed. Well, he wrecked it, so he's like, well, no one brought it back. It's like when uh, Bendis was like, "Ooh, I wonder what would happen if Doctor Strange wasn't Sorcerer Supreme." So he made Doctor Strange not Source Supreme anymore. It's like, anyone can take this story. Yep. And everyone at Marvel's like, no one wants that story. And he's like, but I'll write it myself. Yeah. And it's like, hey, guess what? No one still wanted that. Sometimes you just don't want to do that. So Hickman's like, I'll kill the Captain Britain Corps and see what interested writer w- wants to talk about. Nobody wants that. I'll put them back. Right. But with a twist. Well, I think it's also that, like, you know, this series, like, 
Hickman's X-Men has really been touching on a lot of like previous X titles. You yeah. know, we've got X-Factor and then we've got X-Force, you Hellions. know, Hellions. And, you know, Excalibur, Excalibur was a big part of it. That was a Claremont creation. Yeah. You know, he started that. It was eventually taken over, but he started that book and it did feature a lot of like, you know, now core members of the X-Men yeah. and Captain Britain. Right. So right. Captain Britain is kind of intrinsically tied to all of this. That's and true. so like, it, like that connection for me works. It, yeah. it, it works. Agreed. Rusky says, uh, Hawks, Pox, Socks, Docks, and Rocks. A couple of vowels <laughs> and we'll have be able to ci- decipher where Marvel is holding Hickman in a basement writing stories. Yeah, I, I think it actually is that, um, you know, Hickman is some sort of descendant of Dr. Seuss. Right. <laughs> uh, Storm King, any chance of an immortal Hulk back issues? Just read the first volume, which was kind of interesting. Please stay safe. The weather sucks right now. It does. Uh, it does. Yeah, you can watch the first volume on back issues. It's already there. Yeah. Uh, you don't even have to wait. Nope. I mean, right wait, wait till the show's wait over. Wait until it's over. To hang and out check here. it out. Uh, Chocobo <laughs> Kid, here to support the best comic duo on YouTube. Thank you well, very much. Well, thank you very Chocobo much. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, so let's jump into some recommendations of books that are coming out this week that you should pick up. I love the fact that we were like, this is going to be a short episode. Yeah, we really thought it was. I really thought it was going to be one. Um, It isn't. Uh, So let's jump into it. Uh, Obviously, I have to recommend Daredevil number 25. It's from Zdarsky and Marco Cecchetto. It is the first issue of the next arc. So uh, this is called Doing Time, part one. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's just just such a good book. Mm, I, I really dig the cover of this. Yep. Like, I love... That like de- like detailed image of Daredevil mm-hmm. with like the prison bars just being white. Yeah. Like just yeah, just yeah. using an uncolored part of the page. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yep. Uh, Daredevil <laughs> twenty five. Pick it up. Deceased Dead Planet number six. Uh, Trigon shows up. Ooh. Nuts. It's a great series. Tom Ooh. Taylor's birthday was yesterday. Wish him a happy one. Um, actually, today is uh, not only Keith Giffen's birthday, but also Kevin Conroy. Conroy's birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I your love birthday the was the twenty. Yeah, Trigon. Boom cool uh constantine's been playing a big role in the series it's a great book pick it up uh also uh i obviously was not a fan of uh tom king's batman run uh i was very much a vocal uh you know critic of the series um but i am a big fan of his 12 issue minis Mm -hmm. i think that his uh you know understanding of character and his you know his approach has been phenomenal and Mm -hmm. uh, unparalleled uh, which is why I'm checking out Batman Catwoman number one, it's a 12-issue miniseries, and it brings in the Phantasm. So, Andrea... That, I am like, that's the reason I want to read this. Yeah. yeah. Right here. Which apparently Clay like, Man was like, I want to do Phantasm. Yeah, but it's like one of the first times... It's the first time... That she's in the comics. Yeah, that Andrea Beaumont has been in the canon universe. Yeah. Uh, they did do a sequel to Mask of the Phantasm in the Batman Adventures comic. It was meh. Uh, this is interesting because apparently they also said that, like, basically, I, this is according to Twitter, so it could blow up, but, like, um, like, it could be not real, but, um, they're saying that Mask of the Phantasm basically happened in this universe. I kind of love that. I know. So, like, Andrea was, like, the secret hidden love that Batman never talked about with anybody. So, Phantasm was an always... Like, basically, like, Mask of the Phantasm took place over a weekend in Batman history. (laughs) And so, so, yeah. uh, And when you ask about whether or not it's canon, it's questionable, but I think Alfred is dead. Okay. Which I was like, damn it. Right, right, right. Uh, Stop doing that, because (laughs) Alfred is not dead. Uh, That guy who who killed her is, is gone. Uh... Yeah, so let's jump into it. Let's do some more. How about that? What do you got? Oh, um, or you, do you want to... All right, King in Black 1 comes out. Which, by the way, another, like, 
nod to the publishing like side Synergy. of Marvel right yeah. now where like Ten of Swords is over. Right. King and Black starts. It's out of the way. Boom. Like not that I'm saying that necessarily like the X-Men fans are, are also Venom fans. No. But I think there are definitely folk who are just Marvel fans and yep. they want they want to get on board with this as well. And it's like they they can be done picking up those three, two to three titles each week for X-Men exactly. now. And I'm like, that's thank you. Yeah. Thank you for not making it where it's like I'm trying to keep up with the end of this and also start this new thing. So yeah. like Yeah, you're not DC. Regardless it up. of like how much it costs for people to be on board for Ten of Swords, which I, understandably it's a lot it's a lot yeah um like good on them for like getting it out yeah done right moving on uh also tales from the dark multiverse continues to be a series that they are making they are finally reminding you that wonder woman war of the gods existed <laughs> yeah remember that everybody nope i mean i do i don't don't read it <laughs> It is 48 like, pages. Read I mean, this. Like, yeah. Because it, 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 War of the Gods can be summed up in a page, but then you read it and you're like, what the hell yeah. is this? So read this, but don't worry about the other thing. No, you're good. Don't worry about the original version. No, you're good. Uh, <laughs> it, it's uh, by Vita Ayala and Ariel Olivetti. So it's like cool art, good writing. I'm excited. I read the first four pages. And I'm like, all right. I kind of dig the cover. I yeah, love the fact great. that the title goes behind the throne. Yeah, that's neat. I think that's neat. So like, no, you don't know. No. You know what that says. Yeah. You know, it doesn't say goose. <laughs> exactly. Uh, by the way, Kevbot1995 says, don't have much to say, but thanks for all the content. Here's some money, lol. Thank well, you very thank much, Thank you Kevbot. so much. We really appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Uh, I also have to plug uh, Justice League Endless Winter from Ron Mars and Andy Lanning with art by Howard Porter. This is a book that was like, Howard Porter drawing this means like, did did Ron Mars like write this 20 years ago? And he's like, here you go. Here's an event. Maybe. DC. Okay. If you're like, Jesus, I can't handle death metal. You should definitely pick this up because it's like Justice League versus some cold guys. Neat. Why not? And it'll feel like an old DC event, probably. Mm -hmm. Andy Lanning and Ron Mars, good writers. They know what they're doing. So, neat. All right, I'll check it out. I'm going to read the first issue, see where it goes. 40 pages, five bucks, not bad. Um, but yeah, uh, DC is all the hell over the place, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Ugh. You got Death Metal, you got Endless Winter, you got uh, Future State, which, by the way, uh, if you can go to your comic book store, there's a Future State like freebie that came out like last week. Uh -huh. It'll give you a full rundown of what is going to happen for like two months at DC that is not this. So yeah, Endless Winter. That's a thing. Nice. I was just looking at the variant cover. Mm. It's Dan Warren Johnson. No way. Is yeah. it good? It's just it's Superman being punched in the face. <laughs> oh, by the cold guy. Yeah, but it's his Wonder Woman. Oh, it is. Um, for me, I'm gonna, uh, give a shout out to Strange Adventures number seven coming out. Um, the past two weeks had some solid Black Label books come out. So yes, it did. Strange Adventures this week, last week, uh, the other History of the DC Universe came out under the Black Label and also, uh, Hellblazer number 12. That's so right. if you missed out on some of your Black Label pickups, go back to the store, go grab them. Yep. Um, and then also, um, I'm still reading X-Men. Because I am just in, yeah. apparently. This, these will be the X years for Tiffany. The years when I was like, hey, I'm an X-Man fan. Yeah. Not just because of a cartoon. Kind of remarkable. <laughs> kind of remarkable. Kind of did exactly what they wanted. Yeah, right. Um, well, hopefully not alienating too many people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to be picking up Hellions number seven. This was a series I was grabbing regardless. Like I was like weirdly uh, kind of a fan of this. You know, yeah. they dealt with Madeline Pryor. They had like this kind of like, here's a quick 
you know, a little setup of like what these guys are and like yeah. a little short story before they roll right into Ten of Swords. Mm-hmm. Now we're dealing with the what the hell happened at the end of Ten of Swords, um, which was that the, the whole team died and yep. Mr. Sinister technically also died. died. But a new Mr. Sinister showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're going to have the fallout of that. I kind of love this like ridiculous cover because it is such a like play on every horrible not horrible but like cliche cover in comics in which you know the ghostly images of sinister's team is there and he's like in the rain grasping a A tombstone tombstone yelling yep with his cape love it um so i'm down uh that's written by zeb wells uh and jonathan nickman obviously for story i'm guessing uh with art by uh stephen segovia nice so i i like i like their art kind of yeah it's cool um and then i'm like i have not been reading x factor but i definitely want to pick this one up because this is going to be dealing with the resurrection protocol and so i just want to check in and see well how we're going to deal with that with the five and obviously like you know just getting that system back up and running and also are they going to deal with the fact that it's like Technically, they lost Betsy Braddock over there, yeah. but they didn't, and they lost Gorgon, and it's like, what are we going to do with that? Yeah. So X Factor Five. <laughs> so those are just a couple of my um, my my yeah recommends from uh, Leah Williams and Hickman. Ah, nice. Yeah. Again, I haven't picking up X Factor, so like I'm kind of like probably a little more lost on that one. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll be easy for me. To it's like need to know this info. Like, That's true. But uh, so before we go, we wanted to remind you that there is this really cool book that Alex Ross published uh, called Alex Ross Unseen, the 2020 art book. Uh, You can find a link to it in the description below this video and in the chat right now. Uh, It is Unseen Art by Alex Ross. If you want to see, you know, uh, never before, never will be used Spider-Man designs for the video game. If you want to see crossovers you never thought possible. You want to see splash pages that are like just next level uh, I advise you to check it out. There's a lot of fun stuff. Also, by the way, if you are a uh, Beatles fan, there's also some fun like music-related art in here as well. Yeah. What Not I, just the Beatles, but more. What I like uh, about that is you get to see like his portraiture. Yes. You know what I mean? Like in comparison. And so like if you are an artist, this could be a good opportunity for you to study how like he puts together a face. It's um, true. Very simply, yeah. honestly, but like beautifully. Yeah, absolutely. So check that out as well. Uh, jumping back into the Super Chats really quick. Um... Daniel Prieto says, Doug, Ten of Swords. Now I'm just waiting for Betsy to come back. Thanks for all the dope content. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm looking forward to that as well, honestly. Uh, but I think that was really just setting up stuff for Excalibur. So, like, yeah. you know, that's probably going to be your book. Yep, you probably yeah. know that, though. <laughs> exactly. And R. Travian Pete says, GBU, Daredevil versus. I love that. That's a good one. I kind of like that one yeah. very, very much. You're going to see a Daredevil versus Spider-Man book in the next couple of months. Or Ooh, weeks, weeks, weeks. That's awesome. I noticed that someone in the chat had asked, like, what are the odds we're getting a Ten of Swords when the compilation comes out? Back issues. Oh, uh, pretty soon. <laughs> I mean, when the when the when the hard cover's out, when you have something to buy, yeah. um, you know, because it's not enough. You know, you gotta go check it out. That's gonna be. I want to give you some time to read it. Yeah, you want to give you guys some time to to read it, catch up, especially if there is apparently an X Men sale happening over in yeah uh, over on Comicsology. So go to Comicsology, check out your X Men sales. If you don't want to crowd up your your apartment, truly looking forward to sharing this with Ben and Ethan and seeing their reaction to it. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, because they kind of they they did follow along with Hawks and Pox, but like I've been trying to like keep everything else. Yep. And we did do Excalibur, so they're teed up. That's true. It'll still be the longest episode we've ever filmed. I think I I, I I'm gonna this one's gonna take some serious prep work. Yep. <laughs> yep. And truncation. Yes. Just like uh, you know. I know. You don't need to explain like 
where Amonth came from. Just be like, that's another thing. I can't help myself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, if, you, if you want more tomorrow's Tuesday and Tiffany's be playing video games uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays over on twitch.tv slash comic pop, follow. It costs nothing to do. You can follow it, find out yes. um, what that is all about. Otherwise, if you want to help us out in another way, you can always like the video and subscribe to the channel. Liking the videos apparently tells YouTube that we're doing something right. So please, if you do watch our videos and you don't hate us actively, click the like button. Uh, we released a... Uh, and, and even if you do, click it anyway. Click it anyway. You just know, to, just, just to, to make sure it works. To, like, you know... Yeah, if you hate us, the best thing to do is to like the video. Yeah. Because... Because um, it subverts our expectations. Yeah, and, and we hate that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, also, because uh, I noticed <laughs> that when we release our back issues early over on Patreon.com slash Comic Pop, you know, it was like the most recent episode was viewed like 80 times and it had like 16 likes. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> <laughs> come on. Give us a like. It helps out. <laughs> but anyway, we'll see you guys next time with an all-new episode of Off the Rack. Of course, stay tuned tomorrow for Elseworlds Exchange, Wednesday for Back Issues, and then we'll be right back here for more Off the Rack. Uh, but of course, between then, we've got tons of stuff. You know, Twitch, it's like six videos in a week. Yeah. So check them all out. No, for sure. I don't um, know what I'm going to do with all my time now. I know. I'm not reading ten of so I, I got some. I got some things to catch There's up on. There's plenty of other things of to read. Definitely took up a lot of my time. Agreed. <laughs> thank you all so much for hanging out with us and giving uh, us your time on yes. this massive Ten of Swords re retrospective. Like, and we made it through the storm. We did. Yeah, yeah. This I is hope. when the lights go out. Yeah, that would be. That's okay. So thanks a lot for hanging out, everybody, mm -hmm. and we'll see you guys next time. So long. Bye, guys. Bye.